Recorded live. Hi, everyone. This is Nancy with Living Relationships God's Way. Thank you for joining us today. If you are listening to us live, uh, we welcome you. If you are listening by phone, you can also go into the address on the web and press the chat button and you're able to chat with us or ask any questions. Uh, Today I'm not opening up uh, the audio at all uh, for participation just because I am specifically setting this up for another leader that's out there, but we'd like other people to listen to us too. So thank you for joining us and please remember you're able to place your uh, questions or comments in the chat. If you are listening to this later in the archives, you can contact me at www.relationshipswithnancy.weebly.com. If you go into this page, this is my website for right now, um, fill out any of the forms that are there, and there's a comment box. And in the comment box, uh, place something that identifies that you listened to this on TalkShoe or if you listen to it on Facebook or wherever it ends up and the topic and ask your question and share your comments. Uh, this will help me uh, to know where you were listening to us. So thanks again for joining us. Our topic for today is on communion. Uh, this morning, I was flipping through my Facebook page and noticed a uh, live Facebook video uh, that was taking place. It was one of the news feeds. And as I was going through my feed, I noticed uh, two or three other Facebook lives of the same event taking place. And as I began to watch this event, the word that surfaced in my mind and heart is the word honor. It seems the word honor is a lost word in many cultures. To many people, the word honor sounds like something that's old-fashioned. And there are also people that have no idea how to define the word honor, and they have no idea how to extend honor to the people around them not just leaders, to honor those who are above us, but to honor another. Maybe it is someone at work, not necessarily even our employer. It could be a fellow employee. It could be um, someone that's in a group that you're in. Honor. It's a lost word. And as I was watching this video, I just felt it was good for me to stop doing what I was doing and pay attention to this. And it's what this was, the funeral procession for John Glenn. John Glenn was the first American astronaut to orbit the Earth. 
He was the first American. He had no other American to follow. He had no other American to watch how they did it. He had no other American to see that this worked, to see what problems could happen. There was much work done behind the scenes for him before he went up through science and math and calculations and testing of the capsule. As much as they could do, as much knowledge uh, as the team could bring together. But John Glenn, when he sat in this capsule and they launched this capsule, there was no one else he was following in America. So today, as I watched the procession heading through Arlington Cemetery, There was a quiet. Yes, this man is no longer here. He is dead. I think they said he was 95 years old when he died. But the slowness of this procession did not bring the word mourning to my mind. It brought the word honor. And this fast-paced world of ours where we're going here, going there, maybe we're not physically going here, going there. Maybe you are like me. You're sitting at a desk. And for me, I use a lot of social media. I uh, do a lot online when I'm not traveling and I'm with people. Uh, the in total, the total um, organization that I uh, lead is also carried out online. We're kind of like 50-50, 50% preparing and going and traveling and 50% online. Yes, that was one of my goals, but sometimes as I sit here, you can get lost in all this busyness. And today, God used the memorial service unexpectedly, unexpectedly may I add, watching John Glenn's casket be pulled by a horse, followed by military men and women, other horses following, family and friends, and it is raining and they are still moving slow. It's pouring down rain and they're not hurrying because they are honoring this man. Yes, there would be, in the part that we cannot see, there would be mourning and grief going on, but it's what I'm speaking about today is the honor. They were honoring a man, our first American astronaut. And as the procession continued and it continued to rain, I can hear the horse's hoofs hitting the pavement, and you can hear the rain hitting the pavement, and once the casket arrives, pulled by the horse to its destination, slowly, not hurriedly, not quickly, not fast, because it's raining, the military men slowly unload the casket from the cart and slowly move it to its destination over the grave and slowly pick up the flag that is on the casket and slowly lift it above it. And as they lifted it, there was just silence. 
they paused and then they placed it down and then they slowly began to fold it. Everything was slow. And the contrast for me, because I'm sitting with my monitor in front of me and I've got all these other things that are are moving and I've got other pages that are up and I'm getting ready to prepare for this to do our Facebook Live first. And I couldn't help but hear the words, and I feel this is the Holy Spirit. There is times we all need to slow down. And it's not that I'm comparing John Glenn or preparing to set you up to prepare John Glenn to Jesus. We definitely know there was only one Jesus. But I share this to say the world slowed down to honor John Glenn. And so it's where we are headed today is to slow down and honor John Glenn. For instance, have you ever sat with a group of people or been somewhere and all of a sudden someone speaks up, someone else is explaining something and they're explaining it in order and they're asking questions and they're talking to other people and there's someone sitting in the group and, and they start waving their hand and they would say, would you get to the point? Just get to the point. Get to the point. Have you ever thought of this person this way? It means they wanted to hurry up and get moving to the next point. They weren't willing and they're not willing to sit and listen, to honor those other people that may be around them, that they're not in a hurry. They're listening to what the person has to say. The word today as we move into looking at communion in God's word in the Bible is honor. This was something new to me as I was reading this and I watched this video and then I'm reading through this passage in 1 Corinthians eleven seventeen through 34. It reminded me as I'm reading it to slow down. Do not only hold our physical body still, but to slow down on the inside. As my circle of friends who enjoy drinking coffee or a cup of tea, have you ever heard, sit down, slow down, have a cup of coffee, let's chat. But along with chat is let's listen. So today, with slowness, you may be listening to me right now saying, would she just hurry up and get to the point? Well, then this isn't for you because I am intentionally slowing down as we talk about communion. Think of it as honoring Jesus, honoring the Jesus that died on the cross for us, that gave his life for us. Let's begin by looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 17 through 34, and we'll probably stop at, uh, make it 17 through 26. But on your own, um, I encourage you to read through uh, to verse 34. 
in the verse 17, in the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For as you eat, each of you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else. One remains hungry, another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? Certainly not. This is Paul speaking. When I first set this up, even on Facebook Live, and before I uh, prepared to come in here, I was thinking my intention was to get on Facebook Live with our private group and just go through, excuse me, go through communion together. But instead, instead is where the Lord led me is to read what was going on a few verses before the communion took place. And verses 17 through 22 is what I found is Paul is reprimanding a group of people. He's scolding them. He's rebuking them for what he heard about them. He heard that there is divisions among you in their meetings. I have no praise for you for your meetings. So a meeting can be when people come together. I'm not praising you. I'm not saying this is good. There are divisions among you. And then he goes on to say, no doubt there have to be differences among you. So there are differences among. When there is division, there is differences between people. Now, we can all disagree, but this is different. Divisions divide. Have you ever sat with a group of people and, um, or even a, we'll say, a small group and you, maybe there's 10 of you, you all know one another and a couple people begin to talk or even someone is leading and they're, they're teaching uh, and you totally like disagree with something someone says but instead of jumping in you know you're discerning you know by jumping in this is going to cause a division it's not that untruth is being spoken but you have a different opinion but you can tell that if i step in now and speak this is going to divide this group Have you ever heard the saying, there is a time to speak and there is a time to be quiet? When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For as you eat, each of you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else. What does this mean? Very simply, we can bring this in God's word today. You're hungry. You want food? 
whoever we are. We want food. We're hungry, and there's a line, and we cut in the line because we want our food. We don't care about anyone else. We're not going to honor anyone else. We want our food, and we want it now. We may push our way in. Even if we see someone is very hungry, we're not going to help them. We are only concerned about our own stomachs. Someone else gets drunk. This is in verse 21. One remains hungry and another gets drunk. When this happens, we are not honoring one another. I'm also thinking of uh, the scripture not to cause someone else to stumble. Are we causing someone else to stumble? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? This is all the opposite of honoring. What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? Certainly not. And in verse 23, if you read this, you will find immediately Paul jumps into this. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said. Now here is Jesus on the night that he's betrayed, And he still is giving thanks. Have you ever thought of giving thanks to God is honoring him? We are acknowledging, let's say here the bread, we are acknowledging this bread. We are saying thank you. To God. This was a dark night. And Jesus is still giving thanks. And when he broke the bread, he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He is telling them why. They are to do this. It's very clear in remembrance of Jesus. So when we take the bread, as we say in communion, take the bread now, pick it up. In our Facebook Live time of communion, I explained this because we have people from many Uh, different places, different cultures. For your bread, when we take communion, it's okay to use whatever kind of bread you desire. When it comes to the cup, in the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So one, we are to do this until Jesus returns. But two, I shared this. Nowhere in scripture does Jesus tell us 
the size of the piece of bread, what kind of bread is it? this bread is to be? Is it to be flat bread? Is it to be wheat bread? Is it to be multi grain? Is it to be gluten-free? He does not tell us this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And there are scripture that we read uh, when they use the word wine but also, once again, Jesus does not tell us the cup must be what the cup or glass, whatever you drink out of, must be this color, must be this size. It must have, you must measure the amount that goes in the cup. It must be this kind of liquid. No, it's not about that because you know what? If we did this uh, and Jesus gave us specific directions of what this is to look like, how it's to be shaped, what it is to weigh, then we're moving back into the law and what happens. As we read in verse 18, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. Instead, Jesus leaves this open because what is communion about? Communion is about taking the bread and taking the cup in remembrance of him, in remembrance of Jesus, and to remember we are to have no divisions among us. And also, when we look at other areas of Scripture speaking about communion, we find it is always about remembrance. We read, we are to examine ourselves. So today the word, if you're listening to my voice or listening now or later, someone shares this so you're in the archives or you have downloaded it through an app, through something that I have sent this directly to you. I urge you, urge us, to examine our hearts before we take communion, specifically in the area of divisions. Ask the Holy Spirit to show us, is there anywhere in my life, by what I speak or what I'm doing, I'm causing divisions? You know, I am in the middle of many different denominations at different times. It may be teaching, it may be visiting, it may be leaving it or leading a conference. Uh, it may be a Facebook Live. But I'm always standing in the middle where I could cause a lot of division. Especially when it deals with, for instance, as a woman or even with communion. There are some denominations that uh, when I led communion on Facebook, on Facebook, no one is to lead communion in any group or in their home anywhere unless they are a licensed pastor, deacon, or ordained. Now, is that something I'm going to go into a church that believes 
this way and during communion cause a division because I don't agree? No. I share this not to lift myself up, but to remind you, us, we always need to be on our guard. Sometimes we will use the word truth, and we are speaking truth, but we will use it with an attitude that causes division. So once again, let's go back to the scripture before we take communion to examine ourselves. And today, specifically, I'd like us to examine ourselves, once again, I'll say this, in the area of are we someone causing division? It may not be in a church setting. It may be in your home. It may be at our workplace. But allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And it is possible that the Holy Spirit will show you there is no place. And that's okay, too, because it doesn't mean you missed it. It just means the Holy Spirit is not showing you any place in your life where we are causing division right now. So today, I'd like you to take a piece of bread, whatever kind of bread you desire, and a small glass of some type of liquid to represent the cup, and we will take communion together. So, Father, today we bring to you the bread. We thank you, Lord, that you died for us. Your body was broken. Before you hung on the cross, you were beaten. You were whipped. A thorn of crowns was placed on your head, not gently, but hard enough to cause you to bleed. But your body was broken. We read in verse 24, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So whatever bread you have in your hand right now, just take this. And as you are chewing it and swallowing it, remember. Remember his body and all he went through for each one of us. Now take whatever cup you have with whatever liquid And we'll take this together. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now with this cup that represents your blood. It is the new covenant. We drink this in remembrance of you. Recalling and remembering as you hung on the cross as you were bleeding, 
as you were dying, you died for each one of us. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to you. We can even come to you by phone, sitting in our rooms, in our offices, on Facebook Live. We can come together in community and remember you. We thank you that by taking the bread and drinking this cup, we will continue on with this until you return. In Jesus' name, amen. And now we may drink the cup. As I was kind of stuck on the word division in 1 Corinthians 11, I also began to recall Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there, and listen to this, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. God desires us to be in unity. It doesn't mean that there's going to be times that we disagree. In fact, sometimes we can even be in heated arguments with one another. But the goal of the unity is when we come to the end of that conversation, can we come together as brothers and sisters in unity? Others will see Jesus when they see our love for one another. They will begin to understand and look on this group of people. There's something different. Communion is not just a ritual. It is not just a symbol. It is not making sure we're in church on the day of communion and listening to the pastor as he tells us what to do and when to take the bread and when to drink the wine and we do it together and we get up and we walk out the door and next time we have communion we do the same thing. And it becomes like, you know, we get up every morning and what do we do? Whatever our ritual is whatever order we do it in. Uh, We may brush our teeth first, take a shower, get dressed, go out the door at the same time, and many times we don't even think about it. It becomes a ritual, Monday through Friday. This is how we do it. My caution to you today is to ask God if communion for you has became a ritual. Is it a time that we are thinking about we're honoring God, we're slowing our mind down, we're slowing our heart down, we're remembering him. We're not thinking about what do I need to do five minutes from now. God looks at our heart. 
So thank you for listening to us today on Living Relationships God's Way. Uh, We have been talking about communion. Please feel free to hit any share buttons wherever you find this, if you find it on YouTube or a blog somewhere or Facebook or Twitter or anywhere out there. Please feel free to listen in. And uh, after you've listened in, just uh, hit that share button and pass it on to others. And once again, people can get in touch with me at relationshipswithnancy.weebly.com. This is my website for right now. If you go to this website, um, check out any of the pages, and you should find a form there to ask any questions or make any comments. Fill out the form. And within the comments section, please let me know that you are listening to episode 62 on communion. And that way I will know what to refer to. And also um, to help me answer your questions a little bit better. So once again, thank you for joining us. And remember, honor those around you. And also, honor Jesus by taking communion from the heart and not as only a tradition.